0: Get it, girl. get it. Woo. There's something loose between my legs. I'm out from the office.
1: Bowery, it's James. I'm hanging here like a cat. Radio check. Loud and
2: clear. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Back of the Grid. My name is Chris, and I'm joined as ever by Tom. Hello. And by Stu. Hi. We're all finally back in the same uh, time zone, which is good, so we can actually actually podcast again. Um, we've had car launches and testing to talk about, um, so I guess we'll just go straight into what is probably one of my favourite parts of the whole season, and that is car launches and talking about them liveries. Yeah. So let's let's do vaguely the order they appeared in because some of them had like two or three launches for cars and liveries and god knows what renault were doing
0: a lot lot of social media silliness going on
2: yeah also a lot this year of just kind of quite 90s style just insane events with all kinds of weirdness going on yeah by 90s
0: style do you mean crap
2: (laughs) some would also say that yeah um We'll start with one of the simplest car launches, which was Haas, like, a few days before they were even supposed to launch it. Just on Twitter (laughs) said, oh, by the way, here's the new car. Um, It's sort of back to the Haas of, well, every Haas except last year's, basically, because we don't talk about last year's Haas. Um, I I like this a lot. I think, personally, I think this is the best the Haas has ever looked. Ever, ever? I think so. I think it's my favourite of this Haas livery.
1: It's a nice update from what they had pre energy drink sponsorship isn't it
2: yeah it's um i like that the red is kind of a neony sort of red now it's not the nasty gray they were using for a while
0: oh yeah they've got rid of that grey. yeah i like this yeah yeah because was it It two years
2: ago where the car gradually got more and more gray as the year went on
1: yeah. yeah, and didn't they use it as an excuse because it was easier to see? You know? I, we were all thinking, <laughs> how is making it look more and more like the track? Making it <laughs> yes. easier to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, can it- I- also, can I just say, before we get all the way into this, that I'm enjoying quite a long break from Formula One at the moment, so this may be the first time I've seen some of these liveries. <laughs> oh wow! No, you're <laughs> really not. <laughs>
2: Sh- should I be admitting that?
0: <laughs> well, we're going to get some real,
2: like, instant reactions from you. Though. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, what I mean to say is, I've been saving myself for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Let's so let's phrase it that some way. Real life reaction.
2: <laughs> that's that's a good line. Stick
1: to it. Yeah, it's
0: like an unboxing, but of. <laughs> 10 formula one cars
2: they slapped their new livery on an old car to start with and then eventually we got the new car i mean it's a mercedes it's not that much of a departure the sort of patronus teal is in kind of straightish lines now rather than the zigzaggy <laughs> stuff i mean the 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 newest thing is the red sponsor stuff has been slapped on it which frankly looks awful doesn't it
1: mm. it's I don't think it looks too bad. Like it's not really in keeping with the rest of the design, no. is it? But I think they've if they if it is to do with the branding, they've probably found like the best way of dealing with it. I think to have such a a different color on there. Mm. There's a there's a term we use in the design world for
0: attributes like that, and it's called it's the term apologetic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's about right. It's yeah, that's exactly what it is. Plonked there because there's literally nowhere else to put it, but we have to yeah. put it there. So there, yeah. Basically, yes. Um, yeah. Just one one thing on it is um, the 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 number. I always liked a couple of seasons ago. They had a red forty-four and a blue yeah um, seventy-seven, yeah. and that always looked cool. But for obvious reasons, this big sponsorship,
2: red sponsorship, there's just such contrast oh, to the rest so, of the no. car. Just looks kind of weird. I do miss that different club number business, though.
0: Yeah, it was good, yeah. wasn't it? It was a nice touch. It was a nice it? touch.
2: Yeah. Um, one scene that doesn't have a nice number is Ferrari. The font they've gone for for their number this year is miserable. Ooh. Um, mm. In my humble opinion. Um, <laughs> the Ferrari launch was incredible for all the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> there was... The, the weirdest thing about it, I think, is right at the very start, they had this kind of little video package of a guy talking about the history of the Italian flag. So everybody on Twitter was like, oh, wow, maybe they're going to like stick some white and green on the car this year. And then, nope, it's just red. So there was no need for all that. It was just a bit of fun flag history just to fill <laughs> some time, I guess. We are were... Italian,
1: if you didn't know.
2: Yeah, right. Because they are obviously short of time, because it only took them half an hour to actually show the car into the <laughs> reveal event, after we had the interpretive dance and the weird DJ orchestra <laughs> business. Um, but, oh, I mean, God, it's Ferrari, isn't it? It's... There's
0: an orchestra in this photo. Why is there an orchestra?
2: Oh, they, they, they had, like... There was a like specially composed little theme thing for the event, and they like had the orchestra play this little orchestra like sting thing at every possible opportunity. Like every time someone walked on and off the stage, they'd pipe up. It was
0: it's like the Oscars. Yeah, it was very strange. <laughs> well, there's there's another term that I I'd like to use for this one. If I had to sum it up in one word or one phrase, it would be out of touch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I kind of enjoyed it for all the wrong reasons, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, it's red. It's it's matte this year, which is the way things seem to be going with racing car design. Um, I mean, it, it yeah, it's a Ferrari, isn't it? It Looks pretty good. Looks like a
0: Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. it it doesn't
1: look much different to last year's. Until it really honestly, doesn't. Does it no. doesn't look much different at all. No. Um, even the even the car itself doesn't look that different. I think the main thing I noticed. Was the airbox changes up top? Um, yeah. Side pods a little bit, but generally speaking, the car doesn't appear to have changed that much, I don't think.
2: No. Mm. Much like on face value, the Red Bull, which appears to have exactly the same livery as last year. Yeah. Um, maybe they've learned the lesson from last year when they had that really cool, like, camo testing livery. And then when the actual livery came out, it just looked like a bit of a disappointment this this year. They've just been like, we'll just, we'll just give it you straight away. We'll disappoint you up front. Do you
1: yeah. know what I have noticed, though? I know it's a slight detour, but the, the thing that I have noticed is Red Bull haven't done that this year, but Alpha Romeo have done it again. Because yeah. last year they did something with all the love hearts on it, the Valentine's Day one. And then this year they did something similar with that snake skin thing before just going, yeah, but it looks like this. <laughs> so yeah. they're, they're like the new Red Bull. For we're going to reveal kind of you are, a nice yeah. livery yeah. that's not real.
0: Yeah, um, one I word mean... review for the Red Bull livery: just yawn. Same, same old, same, same.
2: Yeah, it's weird. Like when they when this kind of livery first appeared, we were all really into it. But it's not changed for a number of years now, and it's kind of starting to look a little, little dated. I guess. Um. The car itself, once you see past the livery, is very, very interesting. But yeah,
0: it looks t- it looks a tidy piece of kit actually. That Red Bull, but I guess very we'll get to much that so. In a bit when we get talking about it yeah,
2: it. Uh, who was next after Red Bull? We had McLaren, which it's again sort of an evolution of last year's livery. Um, I kind of missed the sort of like triangle effects they had at the back of the car last year, yeah. where the sort of blue and orange uh, melded together. Mm. Um. I like that the halo is orange now. I think that works quite nicely.
0: Yeah, they've got the uh, they've got the old better tomorrow nonsense written on the side of it, haven't they? For for all the vapors out there.
2: Ah, uh, is that what yeah. that is? I knew there was some kind of vaping yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah
1: that's yeah. the um, that's the <laughs> non-cigarette cigarette brand
2: of
0: It's got vaping on it. <laughs>
2: There's there's one thing that ruins this car for me though, and I I had to tweet about this. If you look at it side on, the whole kind of bargeboard area, um, all of that is black, which is usually the case because they want to kind of make it difficult to photograph. But if you look at the car side on, there's like the line at the top of the orange bodywork on one side of it, and the line at the other side of it. But they sort of don't match up behind the black bargeboards, so it kind of makes the whole thing look a bit. Disjointed and like it's two cars chopped in half and stuck together. I don't know mm. that that it's one of those things where I really liked it until I noticed that one detail, and now it's completely ruined the car for me. Yeah, nope.
0: There's yeah, there's definitely a theme emerging here with these liveries, isn't there? So far, disappointment. It's just all the same.
2: <laughs> y- largely, yes. Um, speaking of which, uh, Alfa Romeo. Um, <laughs> As Tom mentioned, they had a sort of cool snakeskin kind of shakedown livery, which looked fairly cool. Um, But then the actual race livery is broadly the same as last year, isn't it? Um, Mm, If anything, that made it it slightly worse because there's like a new massive red sponsor logo on the side pod, which sort of takes the edge off a little bit, I think.
1: Yeah, I like I think I think the thing that we're noticing is that any team that's not had any significant change within it in terms of sponsorship or naming or anything has basically <laughs> just stuck as they were with very minor alterations. Yeah. Yeah. Which mean... that, that's probably why this is the easiest way to review these liveries, is basically just go down the list and go, James's, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair, a lot of the cars are broadly similar to last year's as well, so you might as well yeah. keep the yeah. theme going with the livery. Mm. Um, one team that's not followed that is, well, Toro Rosso are now dead. We now have uh, Alpha Tauri. It's not Alpha Tauri. They've um, made pains to say, definitely not Alpha Tauri, even though that's what it looks like. It is Alpha Tauri, <laughs> is what we've been told to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did a bunch of like teaser videos that kind of made it look like it was going to be a black car or maybe like a sort of carbon fiber effect with sort of neon things going on but that didn't turn out to be true the actual car is sort of white and navy blue um i think it looks stunning i'm, I'm yeah. a very big fan of this
0: i like this uh, this is sick actually this is really really cool yeah. i've not i've not had a proper look at it up until today and actually that that swoop of blue with the alpha towery yeah logo on it um yeah i've got a lot of time for
1: that i really really like that it's very nice and I know over recent years, they've not been that similar to the sister Red Bull team, but this kind of properly sets them apart yeah. now as, as their own thing, doesn't it? It doesn't doesn't look like they're following in the footsteps of Red Bull anymore. It looks like they are their own entity, yeah. which I like. Yeah, definitely. The, I like that the, too. The, the other and thing I, mean, I like on it,
0: it's got the red Honda logo on it as well, which has, yeah. it hasn't has really made many appearances in recent times in no. F1. But, um, yeah, that's the the Honda Red, which I really, really like. Um, and
2: that that red on white as well is a very yeah. classic Honda thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, red logo yeah, yeah. on a white car. And yeah. It's like the old B.A.R. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, and, I mean, to be fair, like they're naming the team after their high fashion brand, so it kind of had to look good. But yeah, they've, pu- they've pulled it off. Yeah, Big I'd fan. So. Yeah. Um, Williams next. They really leaned into the toothpaste look even more
0: so um <laughs> sponsored I actually, by colgate
2: yeah it really is i actually quite like it um i've seen someone online say it actually looks quite a lot like one of the early arrows cars before they went orange um there was a i think it's like an early 90s arrows that was a similar sort of livery um but yeah i like it i, I really like how the halo is sort of blue on top and white underneath yeah. i think that Mm. Makes the halo flow with the car a lot better yeah, than some other it ones. Looks
0: really. Yeah. It's a really nice effect. That it looks lovely. It looks really good. Yeah. Uh, it's got a, massive a pretty good looking car. beer logo on top of it as well, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just beer. Beer.
1: <laughs> beer.
0: Just in case you're in any doubt. <laughs> and then beer. the coffee. The coffee one as well for Nicholas Latifi above it. The Lavazza. Oh one. yeah.
1: Good coffee. Oh yeah. Of yeah. course.
2: <laughs> drink all the things.
1: <laughs> Can you drink rocket? <laughs> <laughs>
2: there is isn't there an energy drink called Rocket? Well, I don't well, know. I no it's idea. not this Rocket, but I think there might be. No. What is Rocket anyway, even? What is Rocket? It's is a it? mobile phone thing.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh cool. <laughs> um
2: <laughs> next up Racing Point, the uh the pink Mercedes. <laughs> um <laughs> it's again kind of an evolution of the last few years livery. Yeah, it, it's it's still pink. Looks pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like the giant B W T logo just slapped on the side of it. It's like we're not going to try it and sort of blend this in. We're just going to smack a massive logo on the side of the car and call it good.
1: I sort of like it, but only from certain angles. Like side on, it looks quite. It actually looks quite nice. The sort of diagonal slapped. Yeah, B W T, but then from. So sort of more from the front, it looks a bit odd because you can sort of see it protruding up the side of the car. So I think it's the angle, but it's yeah. definitely last year's Mercedes, isn't it? You can tell with yeah. the flat nose. <laughs> it's the front it's carried, o- carried over that bulbous end on yeah. its nose, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. With the Racing Point logo in it instead of a Mercedes <laughs> badge. They might as well just yeah. put a Mercedes badge on it, to be
2: honest. It's a good job <laughs> they've got a circular logo, really. Yeah, um, just the bulb. I've always thought with their liveries, like, that there's a really really like all-time great classic livery with that color scheme they just haven't found it yet yeah it, it's in there it, it, it's there to be found i think but they've not i've just noticed as
1: well yet. they've done a similar thing to williams i didn't notice it before it wasn't until yeah. we're talking about it on the williams that i've realized they've done a similar like white underside pink on top for the halo bars it's a nice
2: effect yeah They've also got a Canadian maple leaf on top of the um, Halo, which I had not noticed. Well, got bits That's like, on yeah. both cars or just on Lances. Anyway. Um, and then finally, we sort of have Renault. They did a weird like, season launch event where they showed a 3D render of a car. It didn't appear to be this year's or last year's. It was just a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what we've seen so far is their testing livery, which is just entirely black with the various logos on which actually looks amazing i think it looks really cool i kind of want them
1: to keep it like that yeah me looks, too you yeah. know when you see it pulling out of the out of the pit box and it's just all black with that really long thin rounded nose and the big yellow number on the front it just looks so retro and it really does i, I was i saw it like rolling out of the out of the garage and i was thinking to myself is that like an old like? What have they rolled out of the gate? Then yeah. it, it like it took my mind a minute to adjust and think. Wow, that is actually a modern spec. Like just that that instant snapshot of it just reminds me of of sort of like John Player Lotuses and stuff that were really simple, just big number and simple white sponsorship names, and that was it. And I'd, yeah. I'd really like it to be honest. Maybe was, the maybe like
0: the designer's hard drive crashed like right before. Like, <laughs> paint it and they lost it so they're just like oh well we better just do black
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're right though tom it does look very just like classically it sort of reminds me of um there was a black arrows at one point back in the day and there was a black minardi i think as well and there is something about that nose from the front makes it look very 90s i I don't know i I really like that i I doubt they're gonna keep it but
0: I think it looks sick. Uh, one thing, one glaring um, thing that stands out on it though is the Renault E-Tech logo on the back of the yeah, rear bit... wing. It's mm. a bit. It's not very uh, on on brand for F1, no. is it? I, I can think of another series that's got an E in it. Ah, um, oh, what's it? What is it called again? I can't. Just...
2: Would that fully it's... enough be a series that Renault have now left?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I think it might be actually. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, It is funny, I've seen people online point out like when Renault first kind of came back into F1 in this era they initially had a car that was predominantly black with some yellow and everyone said oh it's rubbish, you need to have a yellow car so the next year they had an almost entirely yellow car and then every year they've been gradually taking a bit more yellow off it with each livery and then we've kind of reached the logical conclusion it's just completely black again so we'll see how much yellow they put back on it
1: Do you know what, that would look really nice with the it do, it looks nice with the harder compound white stripes on it, but with the softer yellow stripes yeah. on the tires, that would look. I think that would look really nice. Yeah, it really would. Yeah, it does. It looks pretty.
0: Um, yeah, I like the uh, the air intake at the top as well. The air intake looks different from yeah. the other cars. It's like a yeah, it's quite sheet. cool. Um, yeah.
2: Um, and that's the lot. Do we have? Do we have a favorite?
0: Um, you know what? I think I like. the AlphaTauri looks yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Idea. And it's, it's, I'm yeah, glad about um, that because they had my favourite livery last year when they were Toro Rosso. That, that Yes, it's true, actually. It was a really cool livery. It's a shame to see that livery go, but at least they've replaced it with something that looks just as good, if not better.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. They've been one of the best-looking cars for the last couple of years now, so it's good to see they've replaced great with great. Um... That's what they look like, but we've also now seen what they're like on track. We have the first test out of the way. Yeah, what they go like. Maybe that's what we should call uh, this episode, what they go (laughs) like. (laughs) Um, Only three days per test now, um, as testing gets smaller and smaller every year. Uh, So I guess we'll just kind of run through team by team and say a bit about them and their fortunes. Um, We'll start at the sharp end with Mercedes, who have basically just carried on where they left off, haven't they? Uh, they did the fastest two laps of the test between the two drivers, more laps than anyone else. Uh, the only real blip was a electrical issue on the second day, which actually broke the whole power unit, apparently. Um, they sort of kept it quiet at the time, but I've since admitted that they had to replace the power unit. Um, but other than that, they basically just look very fast and kind of bulletproof, don't they? It's yeah. it's ominous for the season ahead.
0: Mm. Um, There's uh, one big, big thing that they uh, that they debuted, didn't they?
2: Yes, on the second day, was it? They suddenly. I guess this is this is one thing with now uh, testing is broadcast live every day. This might have gone under the radar a bit longer in the past, but all of a sudden on board, someone, well, everyone noticed. Hamilton moving his steering wheel backwards and forwards, um, and they've since admitted this is their new DAS system, which is dual-axis steering, which has sort of caught everybody off guard. Um, and it's, it's, it's already, interesting because stuff. It's already been banned. Hasn't it, stuff
0: 2021? It, yeah, it's
2: already been banned. So yes, they've <laughs> they've said that it's going to be legal this year, although it is still. Well, I think we're going to see protests at the first ah, definitely, race. Definitely, to
1: yeah.
2: Clear that up. Um. But yeah, like, I think this stuff... There's there's always these crazy innovations in F1 that kind of are speculated about, but this one is so blatantly obvious, like, there's no hiding Is there, really? Nah. Um, it's very cool. I guess we should attempt to explain what it is and what's happening for those who have not read up on it like we may have done. Yeah. Um,
0: who wants to have a crack at that one, then? Have you got something prepared, Chris? Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so, essentially... F one, well, all, all car tires will have toe in or toe out, so they won't run exactly parallel to the road. They will yeah. the front of the tire will point slightly inwards or slightly outwards. And F one cars generally have the tires pointing slightly outwards because it helps with um, sort of biting the road when they're cornering. So essentially, what this Mercedes system appears to be doing is, on the straights, they can pull the steering wheel towards them, which will tow the tires. Back in to sort of make them parallel with the road. Um, so the, the, it, the general thinking seems to be that, yeah, the benefits are partially aero because obviously a straight on tyre is going to be hitting less air than a tyre at an angle. Yeah. Um, also potentially uh from a sort of tire wear point of view, because if a tire's at an angle, you're gonna be slightly dragging the surface along the road rather than it rolling. Yeah. Also potentially tire uh heating comes into it as well. Yeah. Um
0: There's uh there's yeah. top top it... speed as well, there's less friction being put into the road yep. by the by the wheels pointing directly forward, then obviously that friction's not gonna There's there's no friction there to slow the car down. Um, Yeah. To, to explain, I think we need to probably need to explain what toe is as well, because a lot of your average sort of person probably doesn't really understand what toe is. And if you, a good way of a good analogy of it, the reason it's called toe is because if you look down at your feet, you have toe in and your toe, you have toe out. So if you put your heels out and your toes close together your big toes close together that's toe in and if you do it the other way that's toe out and one of the benefits of having toe in is it helps the car track straight down the road and gives you gives you a, 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 in a straight line it'll give you much more confidence in the in the vehicle because both of those wheels are pushing into the center line of the car and pulling the car down like a train almost whereas out if you turn that wheel then the the wheels are almost already started to steer before you've even touched the steering wheel, put any angle into the steering wheel. So it gives you much more aggressive turn in, but it can lead to oversteer. And it's a very fine balance between the two. So to be able to adjust that on the fly is actually a, it's a huge deal to be able to adjust it on the the fly.
1: Can I just say it, guys, I'm very proud of us for managing to talk about toe in and toe out, and accurately describe them instead of describing camber, like many articles that I saw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there <laughs> there are talking about toe in people. and then describing camber, which did <laughs> not help for the general populace that no. are not as like nerdy about cars at we all. Are. Yeah,
0: so to explain what camber is, <laughs> um, mm. and I actually, I would, I'll do it. I'll do it very quickly. Camber <laughs> is if you, in, rather than looking at the car from, rather than looking at your toes, if you put your hands by your ears. And <laughs> point, point, point them up into the air <laughs> no. and move mm-hmm. your elbows apart and your fingers closer together. That what? is the camber of the wheels. Yeah. So, yeah. You look at if you make your arms into a triangle and imagine they're both wheels, that's camber.
1: How many people listen to this have just tried to put their hands on their head and do whatever you've just said? I don't I know. Really hope I did. really hope everyone... Please, please let us know, because I'm... Look,
0: it's a good way of explaining it. It, it, it illustrates the, the system. Yeah, for an audio
2: medium, I think that was a pretty damn good way of doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, obviously everybody instantly started digging through the rule book, and from the writing of the rules, it appears that this is legal. And Mercedes say they've been actually talking to the FIA about this for a while now. Bottas said he first remembers hearing about it about a year ago, so it's something i have been working on for a long time. Um, as we said, there's probably going to be some protests, and it's already been outlawed for 2021, but. I guess the question now is, uh, how much is it going to gain them, and will other teams try and build their own system like we had with the um, the F duct mm. back in twenty ten or eleven or whatever it was?
0: Ooh, it's going to be difficult for people to build that into suspension, yeah. isn't it? That's that's it's one of those um, one of those features that are, you really have to design your car sort yeah. of around that. Um, there's a lot you don't of complication. It no, it's not a bolt on. Um, <laughs> thing. So yeah, that's uh there'll be there'll definitely be protests. They'll definitely all try and get it outlawed. I, oh for sure. I think fair play to Mercedes it just shows you how innovative they are. It's fantastic it's a really, really interesting innovation. It's very, oh, it very really clever. Is. Um never stand still.
2: Hmm. Um good luck to them. Yeah. Uh there's they've also had some pretty significant ch- uh, changes to their rear suspension. Uh Bottas in particular seemed very happy with how the Rear of the car is behaving so maybe points towards a car that's maybe a little more to his uh tastes than previous Mercedes. Mm. I wonder I'm if sure I, he will hope so.
0: I wonder if the um steering system has any effect on the rear wheels that we
1: can't see on the camera. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's interesting actually. I wonder if
1: well, they are they are settings that like tour settings are something that you apply to rear wheel axles as well as front exactly. So yeah, quite possible. I, be, it'd
0: be, you'd have to sort of link them up somehow. I, with, I like, think by the steering wheel, which yeah, I think would be difficult.
1: I think with the fact that it stays within the current regs, probably means that they can only do it with the fronts. Yeah, because of the way that the rules work with what you can and can't adjust and how. Because so, obviously, four-wheel
2: steering is banned. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And they'd so. call, they'd call it four-wheel steering, wouldn't
0: they? If, uh... Yeah but, mm-hmm. but uh, exciting exciting prospect for the first race though i'm really interested to see who protests yeah me too and how strongly
2: <laughs> ferrari and very yeah i would guess <laughs> um speaking of um ferrari had considering how their testing last year went they've had a more difficult time this year i think it's fair to say um it looks like they're fourth fastest at best at the moment. Um, there's a lot less confidence coming from the team from what they've said. Um, they had an engine failure way earlier in the test than you would expect, uh, but they've said it was a lubrication issue and not something to be concerned about. Well, but Oil leak, then. I mean, <laughs> the, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird way of saying it, but there we go. Um... They also said they've changed their approach to testing and they're not necessarily chasing overall performance quite this early on. Um, but then they would say that when they've not been performing very well this yeah. thus far. Um, All this translates nicely into Ferrari constructor style. <laughs> this is the thing, yeah. yeah. Like last year we were, at this point we were saying, well, Ferrari look unbeatable, they're gonna dominate, and they <laughs> didn't win for however many races it was. So yeah, they're probably going to turn up in Australia and just blow everybody away. <laughs> um, <laughs> one one positive is that they said at the launch that they're, this car is built more with aero and cornering speed in mind than uh, top end like last year's car was. And I've seen some stats that show that their cornering speed is very impressive. They're like up there sort of w- among the fastest, if not the fastest in terms of sort of medium and high-speed corners, so mm. it so looks like the avenue tie- they're going down is working for them.
0: It's a tyre muncher then. It'll be eating tyres if...
2: Yeah, that's the worry, isn't it? That's a possibility. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're going to see a lot more from them in the second test. They've not exactly hit the ground running like they did last year, but I think it's way too early to write them off.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you can't... You can't really be making full on judgments until we see people in Australia, really, can you?
2: Exactly. Yeah. You we, we haven't to said it the trip yet. Pace until then. We haven't said the, the catchphrase yet, but it's only testing. Hey. <laughs> Not if it way. means anything. <laughs> um
0: at this point everyone just stops listening and like goes and watches, <laughs> reads about coronavirus or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: anything more to say on Ferrari?
1: Nah. Um,
2: Not at the moment. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Red Bull. Red Bull have also done something kind of revolutionary that's not as visibly obvious, so it's sort of flown under the radar a bit more than uh, Mercedes has. But the front end of their car essentially has two bulkheads. So when you see a car in the garage and it's not got the nose cone on it, The very front of the bodywork that you see, that is the bulkhead. And that's where much of the suspension's attached, the steering rack's attached. Um, You also see the little cylinders of um, brake fluid attached to the front of it. They, this year, seem to have a second bulkhead behind that. And the steering rack is attached to the rear bulkhead. Um, It's... uh, it's also coupled with some really interesting like fins and capes going on underneath the nose. The general feeling seems to be that it's giving a lot of aero gains because you, the body work around the nose can be shaped a lot differently. Um, but it potentially also really changes the characteristics of the way the steering works because the, uh, the, the sort of way the steering inputs are translated into movement will be different because it's in such a different position. Um, People who know way more about car design than me are saying that it's like properly groundbreaking innovative stuff and not been seen before um but obviously it's a lot less obvious and a lot harder to understand than what Mercedes are doing yeah yeah it's <laughs> it, it, you
1: don't expect anything less from Red Bull though realistically do you?
2: Well, no exactly, and the fact that it's a really new car makes me think it's probably been done more for aero benefit than anything else just because that's the way he works yeah um but red bull looked good they didn't really do much in the way of like big headline times or anything but uh, i think on race pace they generally looked pretty quick um they had they had an engine change on the second day but they were able to put it back in the car later on so it wasn't a proper engine failure um yeah, looking very solid. Definitely a lot better than Ferrari are right now.
0: Yeah, the, the, right now you'd say they are the sort of strongest contenders for Mercedes, wouldn't you?
2: It looks that way so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, McLaren were sort of fairly quiet. Really, they just sort of quietly went about their business. Um, it's definitely been the best first test they've had in a good number of years. Um, they did. A ridiculous number of laps. Um, they were trying new parts by the third day, um, and all the noises that's coming from McLaren seems to be that they're very happy and very things are very positive. But yeah, they were quite quiet, so sort of have to take their word for it on that.
1: In in a way, that's that's a good thing, though, isn't it? It means they're just exactly, getting, yeah. on, getting on with it and getting things done and just testing what they need to test essentially like the reason that people don't always take testing at face value is because teams are running at race pace half the time testing different components and things and and stuff that they they essentially want to go into the season with so they'll run so many different configs and different setups that the times are really redundant i know a lot of people will say anyway but that's that's kind of the reason for it um so i think just going under the radar and getting stuff done is probably kind of where you want to be because you're not being overly scrutinized for anything interesting going on in your car you're not um you're not suffering from problems or anything like that you're just getting on with it and getting done what you need to get done which i think is probably the ideal place to be
2: yeah Yeah. they've made so many headlines in recent years for all the wrong reasons (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's nice for them to just not be in the news and just be cracking
2: on with it. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably what they want. Um, Racing points had a very, very strong first test. In fact, they probably look the third fastest car on current uh, times. Wow. Which, I mean, I would expect if you brought last year's Mercedes to the test, that'd probably uh. be about there, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that'd do it. It'd put you sort of around yeah. second or third, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> So to, to give them their due, because they, obviously they've got a lot of stick for this. Um, Haas in particular was sort of like, they gave us so much stick for basically using a handful of Ferrari parts and now they turn up with almost an entire Mercedes. Yeah. Um, from their point of view, they've said, so they've been using Mercedes engines and using gearboxes for a number of seasons now, but they've been sticking with the sort of, Red Bull-esque high-rake philosophy that they'd done for a number of years before. And this year they've essentially said we're sort of fighting against ourselves by trying to put a Mercedes engine and gearbox in a Red Bull-esque car so let's just lean into the Mercedes thing and follow their philosophy. And that's why the car looks so similar. Um, Which I think works up to a point, but when you see the two cars side by side, it's Striking, I would say, how similar they are.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, kind of like. I mean, I, I had a bit of a problem with Haas doing it. It's the way Haas like sort of den- denied it so so vehemently. Yeah, um, when it happened, to, when it was just so clear for everyone to see that it was the same parts. At least Racing Point are kind of admitting it off the bat and saying, "Yeah, we we have done that. We haven't done it to the extent Haas have done it in the past, but." We yeah, have taken some fairly uh and... c- a fairly high quantity of components from Mercedes <laughs> and put them on ours. And I mean this...
2: ultimately it's all within the rules, so you can complain all you like, but what they're doing is totally within the current rule set.
0: Yeah. And if it's in the rules, then why not?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um speaking of Hass, they probably had the most troubled test on the grid. Um there were only sort of two major uh, offs that led to red flags, and it was both Hass's. Um Grosjean and Magnussen had one each. Um, to be fair to Magnussen, it was a real a wheel rim failure that caused his. Um, Grosjean's was just a mistake. Um, they had like a water leak at some point as well. Uh, all led to them completing less laps than any other team. Um, they are quick in a straight line, though, is one thing we know. They hit a higher top speed than anybody else, so... I've got that going for them, I guess. They can look yeah. forward to Monza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, last again last year, Haas looked really good in testing, and then it all fell apart from them. So much like Ferrari, I guess they're hoping it's the reverse this year. Yeah. Uh, Renault. Renault sort of have the car that's probably the biggest departure from their previous year's car on the grid um, which they always said they were going to do but they don't seem to really have unlocked much in it yet um, they had a few decent like single laps to pop up on the timesheets but it's just been a bit middling hasn't it really for them they've not really set the world alight um, they had an engine failure for Ricardo, I think that was on the second day um, not where they'd want to be really is it
1: no, I suppose it depends on how you look at it. There's there's definitely some pace in the car because I think overall times, as in like outright fastest time, they got did they get the fastest time on the not the not the like I don't know what to call them anymore, the, like the, not the ultra softs, the, but the softs the, or whatever. Yes, that will, the the top fastest. the
2: top three times were on the C five, which is the softest tire, and Ocon did the fastest lap on the C four. Yeah, uh, slightly faster than Stroll did on the same tire. So, yeah, there's clearly pace there, but it's it's unlocking it sort of on a extended basis, I guess, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's it, and without issue.
2: Yes, Uh Alfa Romeo fairly anonymous, much like the end of last year, it seems to be very fast sometimes and not very fast at other times um, but yeah they were overall a bit of a, a bit of an enigma Kimi Räikkönen did the fastest, uh, third fastest time of the entire test um, only a couple of tenths off the Mercedes uh, on the same tyre, but again, we don't know how much fuel they were on, um, what the car was running at that point, they didn't do much other than that uh, we also saw uh, Robert Kubica was the first person to drive that car, um, Alpha being the only team to use a non-race driver during testing, which was interesting mm. yeah but nice to see him yep um, the new Alpha AlphaTauri team uh, they from a Honda point of view they seem to have made some decent performance gains there was no need to change the power unit for the entire test Wow. Um, but again, much like much like the other Alpha, they were a bit hard to tell exactly where they are. Um, and having two teams called Alpha is going to get very confusing this oh, year, isn't
0: yeah. it? Why? That's my biggest sort of thing with that change. Like, why change your name to an Alpha something when there's already an Alpha? Or yeah, exactly. It's like, what's the point? It's a weird decision.
2: It's Alpha with an F and Alpha with a P. Yeah. Oh, it's Maybe with a P, is it? Oh, that. right. Okay, we can yeah. differentiate that. that it's as
1: alpha, as in <laughs> alphabetical. Yeah. yeah,
2: which would be great in a in a written medium, but given that we podcast, that's not going to help <laughs> us. We will
1: just start calling one team F and the other team P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alpha and alpha. <laughs> <All right>. Alpha. <laughs> yeah, alpha.
2: There we go. <laughs> um. And then finally, Williams, who had the most torrid time of testing last year. Um, They clearly wanted to make a statement uh, in the first day of testing by being the very first car out on track, which they just about managed to do. Um, George Russell was practically racing uh, Carlos Sainz down the pit lane to be the first one out. Um, They're still down there in terms of times that don't seem to be Dragging themselves off the bottom of the pack, but they definitely seem to be more in the mix with the sort of back of the midfield this year, which is which is very good to see. Um, they have said that the car itself is not a massive departure from last year's, but aerodynamically they've made some massive improvements because that was really the biggest problem last year was just drag, wasn't it? They yeah. I th- they, they've basically said last year's car they had to make a lot of compromises on cooling which added lots of drag and even as they improved the cooling of the car it wasn't things that could just sort of by you know filling up a cooling hole you, they got the aero points back sort of thing Um whereas this year it's been it's a lot more tightly packaged the Williams this year which you can tell actually if you see the two side by side the sort of rear of the engine cover like the coke bottle shape is ridiculously tightly packaged on this year's car compared to last so Really hope that all points to them being in the mix this year. Yeah,
1: it, it looks a much neater package, doesn't it? Yeah. Just as a whole, um, which usually means good things. Not necessarily, because we saw a good package from McLaren once, and mm. he <laughs> kept making engines go pop. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always a good thing, but it's promising at least. Yeah, yeah. And when
0: you've got the most Do reliable you know, car, most well, most reliable engine on the grid, then
1: yes, you, know, you can afford yeah, exactly. to package it a bit more tight. Exactly, exactly. And the the one thing that you mentioned there about sort of the way that the uh, the way that the rear ends are packaged now. I saw an interesting comparison between the rear ends at the start of this generation of car and then the new iterations for 2020. And the amount that they've managed to streamline those and, and get them tighter and tighter is quite ridiculous. So there's like less than half the size they were at the rear you know, compared yeah. to the earlier in the generation. So it's impressive oh, yeah. like how far these cars actually progress even though you don't necessarily notice it if you take like the first iteration of these and put, put them next to the current ones there's some really significant progression which you don't always notice at first hand
2: yeah it's a good point mm. um if if there was a general trend with cars this year it's probably towards them having much uh skinnier noses but interestingly, yeah. the three teams that seem to have not gone down that route is Ferrari, Alfa Romeo, and Haas, which are the three Ferrari teams. Um, so perhaps that's part of the reason why those three teams are not necessarily performing as you'd expect them to, because pretty much every other car on the grid has got a much skinnier nose profile than previous years. Yeah, will mm. yeah. be interesting to see if any of those three teams turn up with a, a different nose in the second test. <laughs>
1: Sort of completely different.
2: Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's sort of where we're at with testing. Uh, As always, we don't, you know, we're not going to really know the full picture until Australia, but it certainly looks currently like Mercedes are the ones to beat yet again. Um, But we shall see.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: We'll do a quick bit of news. There's only really one big story to cover that we haven't uh, while we've been off, and that's the fact that China is now, as things currently stand, completely off the calendar. um, Given the whole uh, coronavirus situation, Um, there's the Vietnam race is potentially under threat as well. Because that is the is that the second race of the season? I'm right in saying third, third race, third race. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not that long away now, is it? So that's I think that's a little up in the air still. Um there was a story knocking around that the people that own the Imola circuit had offered to step in and replace the um China slot. They it was weird though, they sort of they did it in a very clever way in that they basically said, We'll we're happy to uh do how to host that round, but we're not going to pay you any race fees for it and we're not going to spend any of the money that it requires to actually set up anything. But they said it in such a way that he put the ball into F1's court, so F1 had to be the bad guys to say no, basically. <laughs> um the, the main reason they said no, though, is that they still want to find a place for China later in the season, potentially. Um, Maybe even doing like a shortened two-day schedule to fit a race in um, where there wasn't one planned. Um but yeah, that's I guess that it. will depend on how the current uh, coronavirus situation pans out, won't
0: it? Yeah, I mean you've got there's a there's a few weeks in August, obviously during the summer break that they could potentially slot it into mm. um but it's gonna be difficult for it. I think once you get beyond sort of well, I mean, even into May, April April there's a little bit of a bit of time. It's gonna to be too soon, though, isn't it? But that's obviously, yeah, that's when when Chinese Grand Prix was gonna be anyway. So really, you're not it's August is probably the earliest you're gonna be able to do it.
2: Yeah, there's yeah. a September. There's a gap between Italy and Singapore.
0: Yeah, there's that's gap potential. Again.
2: Then again, you're not all between um, Singapore. Oh no, there's Russia after that. There's there's Russia, Russia yeah. then a gap, then Japan, maybe. But yeah, but then you look at it like I don't know. Think... header. Yeah, I think
1: if they were going to find anywhere for it, it's going to end up being that sort of back end of the calendar where you're back over in Asia and similar areas. But like you say, it's you're going to end up having teams going race to race to race to race for like a full month, which is one of the reasons for this calendar being so elongated now, isn't it? Is to try to avoid yeah. that. So. Yeah, be interesting to see where yeah. they manage to find a place for it.
2: I, Even if they do, do a show on think, weekend for it, if yeah. it,
0: if it, unless it comes in August, then I don't think it'll come mm. back. I don't think I have a feeling. won't as well,
2: especially, mm. I, I mean, I also think this isn't not going to be the end of this situation uh, messing with the calendar. I mean. I've, I've just got back from South Korea and having seen... You sure you want to go the... on record?
0: And say that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, I'm, I've been cleared to end, come back into the country, it's all fine. <laughs> but like, seeing the way uh, kind of airports and things are going on and flights are being messed with now and it's still early days, like if things kick off some more, the calendar Gosh. could get very, very disrupted. Mm. Oh, Which really
0: we'll make it. It won't be a very profitable year for, <laughs> if, if for old happens. Stew. Yeah, yeah, old Stewie won't, won't be very well off. Won't be going to <laughs> any big holidays next season. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, I guess that will. We hope that isn't the case. We hope that everything settles down very soon and everything's fine. Um, let's finish with some inbox. We've had quite a few this week. Uh, been off for a couple of weeks, so let's dive in uh tom i think you've got the first one
1: yeah uh tom austin morgan says do you guys think anyone else namely ferrari and red bull will adopt the mercedes steering wheel toe angle trick by the end of the season uh could it cause mechanical mechanical problems for the mercedes
2: Uh, i would say anyone is going to do it ferrari and red bull are probably the two that will right yeah yeah
1: i think they're the only two maybe mclaren i guess would have the resource to do it as well but aside from that it's going to be far too much of a budget and resource push yeah and it's not just that
0: they're all they're all preparing for 2021 now as well so yeah but that kind unless if it was sticking around for 2021 if it hadn't already they've already nipped it in the bud for 2021 they've already written it out the real years so the, it's it's much more likely that it'll get protested out of um, out of regulation, or you know, or they'll just leave it and no one will copy it because everyone will be concentrating yeah. next season. It's just I, especially if you're outside of that top three teams. If you if you're not a Ferrari, Mercedes, or a Red Bull, it is not worth the money to go yeah, chasing a exactly. complex mechanical thing that's going to be around for one season. Yeah.
2: No, I also have a feeling after all of this build up and talk they actually won't use it in Australia because it's yeah. a very straight-oriented um, bit of technology and Aus- there's not much straight in Australia. So I think there's going to be lots of build-up and all everyone ready to protest, and then they just won't use it. I, I don't think I agree it with it come that. It's coming
1: to its own in places like Monza and stuff, wouldn't it, where you've got yeah obviously long straights, but then coupled with the tight... Ch- well, not tight chicanes, but they are fairly tight, I guess, the chicanes down there, so... I, I it, that's probably where he come into his own I think. I don't yeah. know I think uh, you know it's steering
0: it's it's not ju- don't don't be fooled into thinking that this thing is only applicable on the straights because if you can adjust that add that adjustability into your corner you you've seen how these drivers like make all these minute adjustments yeah, that's true. on the steering wheel all the way around the racetrack if you can have a little bit less toe for one corner then. Then, Mm. then for another one, then there's a huge, there's a massive, massive advantage to be gained from that because it's you're wearing your tires so much less, and these tires are all a bit. This thing is all about tire management, really. And if you can manage it, if you can make your tire, the longer you can make these tires last, the more chance you are going to have of winning races. So,
2: it's a, it's a, honestly, it's a huge deal. This, it people, and that that has arguably been Mercedes' Achilles' heel over the years, hasn't it? Is tire management. So, yeah. Yeah, if they can use this to help from that point of view, then maybe uh, we'll yeah. We'll see. It's yeah, <laughs> it's going to be fascinating going forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see it in action. I can't wait to see that first qualifying session in Australia yeah, and see same. them adjusting it and changing it throughout a lot because it's a very visual. So the thing I love about it is a very, very visual piece of technology. Um, yeah, And yeah, it's going to be fantastic to see it working unfortunately it's not the kind of thing that you can really put on a road car very it'd be just completely pointless no. to put it on a road car <laughs> maybe, if you, maybe if you're getting, developing a hyper car it'd be good for that but for a road car it's just <laughs> useless to you um next one sean facey says are teams limited to a certain number of sets of tires or do they have unlimited free choice i'm assuming it means for the test
2: yeah i assume this is to do with testing um as far as i'm aware they can I mean, obviously, there's a limit to how many tires Pirelli take with them, but yeah. as far as I'm aware, there's not really a particular limit, is there? Um, I, think I
0: think they're given so many that it, it's it's much of a muchness. I don't. I, I think, think so. They, yeah, they're given a certain amount of tires each, and that's what you've got. But there's plenty, plenty of tires to
2: last them three days. Yeah. Um, on on tires, our favorite thing to talk about. Um, Pirelli for the next test this week are taking. The, um, a, a prototype version of the tyre they're going to take to Zandvoort because they're building a special tyre for that to cope with the new banking. Um, I don't know if that's something the teams are going to have to use or whether it's there for them to optionally use, but obviously Pirelli needs some data. So I, I imagine that the teams will have to run a certain number of laps with those tyres.
0: Yeah, this is to prevent a repeat of what happened in the USA in 2004. Yeah. Five or six, 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 wasn't it? Yeah, you you need the backup tire just in case anything happens with the other tires. You need to have something there that you can mandatorily put on every car as an out, you know, in in a in a situation just so you can have a race.
2: (laughs) Yeah, basically. Mm. Uh, Next, Alex Thompson says, fully expecting Ferrari to come into the new test with a new front end. Themselves and Haas are almost the only teams not using the thinner nose trend. Do you think Ferrari will bring many new parts to the second test? Believe they're following in Merck's footsteps from 2019. Um, If they didn't plan to, they're going to be hastily scrabbling to build some new parts.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to. Uh, Yeah. Everyone, everyone will bring by the end of the second test. They'll all look like different cars. That's why I haven't commented on any of the sort of aerodynamic features of any of the cars because season after season, you see it. They'll show up. The launch car is usually completely different from the first car they were in testing, and then you know there's fundamental things like air, air intakes at the top and roll hoops and stuff like that that are sort of part of the chassis that don't tend to change so much over a season, but really. Things like front wings, barge boards, rear wings, bodywork, coke bottle zones, that kind of thing. All that will evolve more now than at any other point in the season. Yeah, agreed.
1: Uh, whose go is it? Oh, it's me in it, sorry. <laughs> um, Petri, oh, hang on. I'm going to say this. Uh, Petri Toomian, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, who had the biggest sandbags? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, um... Not racing point. (laughs) No, God, no. Um, I think it's Red Bull. Um, They only finished ninth and 13th on the timesheets, almost two seconds off the pace, but I don't believe for a second that car is two seconds off the pace. I think Red Bull are holding their cards quite close Mm -hmm. to their chest.
0: Yeah, it's a tidy-looking thing through the corners, that Red
1: Bull. It really is. Yeah,
2: I, I think despite
1: the problems, I think there might be a little element of that to Ferrari as well. If they, if they've gone for this more um, corner, happy car, and there's a significant difference there, then maybe holding out in other areas, because that's where they're focusing um, is to, to check those, to check out what they've got there. If they, if they think they've got what they want to have. So yeah, uh, not, not so much as Red Bull, but I think there's a little bit of an element to that with Ferrari. Oh, it's me. Mengum
0: 95 says, will Tracing Point be the third best car come Australia like many are predicting?
2: Um, I'm such a big fan of Tracing Point. Yeah, I like that. so good. Mm.
0: Uh, What's the answer to that? Maybe? It's a possibility.
2: I think think there's a solid chance we could see one on the podium. Um, I think... I mean, Australia is often a weird race anyway. I think it only takes... I mean, the Ferraris might be struggling based on current testing. It only takes one of the Red Bulls to have an issue, you know, a Mercedes to have an issue or something. I think there's a, a moderate chance you could see it on the podium in Australia.
1: Yeah, well, it'd only be the same as Haas the other year, even though that yeah. that ended because they couldn't put wheels back on the car properly. But, but they, you know, they, they were on for a good result there. Yeah. So it only takes a, a race like that for, for racing points being that mix. Just hopefully they don't have... Similar issues to what it has to,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, Corey Zilla Zombie Killer, which is one of the better strong, names that we've ever had, <laughs> right? In the podcast, um, who do you think are making the most out of testing and understanding of the car based on race runs, laps completed, etc., and who will turn that data around for Australia? Um, I mean, you've got to say Mercedes, haven't you? They just, you uh, yeah, probably.
0: The Answers in sort of how many laps you complete, isn't it? Who can gather all the most data in the first place and more exactly? Yeah, and more data, I mean,
2: so. Mercedes did 494 laps across the three days, um, wow. which is uh 20 These odd systems. more than Red Bull, who were the next closest, and Red Bull did the bulk of those on their first day as well. Um, yeah, much like last year, Mercedes just seemed to have turned up and everything just works and it's fast out of the box, which is exactly what you want, really, isn't it? It helps when you've got a championship-winning car as a base, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah, really. It's a pretty good
1: place to start. Yeah. Um, the last one is an epic message from Velvet Thunder saying, uh, hey, guys, what are your thoughts on the engine Aston Martin Force India Spiker Racing Point team? Um, or whatever they're (laughs) called now, Um, and what will they run in the 2021 season? Will it be a Mercedes engine, um, similar to how um, Aston Martin run AMG engines for their road cars, um, or will it be a pure customer engine deal, or will it even be just a rebranded engine like Red Bull did with the Renault? Um, could Aston Martin build their own engines, or will something totally different happen? Uh, and will Daddy Stroll kick Baby Stroll to the curb if he does not match out, match or outperform Perez in the coming season?
0: <laughs> Maybe they'll put Volvo um, fill it full of Volvo bits like their road cars. they are all, all the electronics <laughs> and, and gubbins that you get in a Aston a Volvo. Oh, really? Know that? Yeah, yeah. I did if not scratch know that. if you scratch the part of the <laughs> key off. Of a, of a fob of an Aston Martin DB9, there's a Volvo badge underneath it. <laughs> Not even kidding. Incredible. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, this is another thing we sort of didn't talk about over the uh, winter break. The fact that now uh, Lawrence Stroll has got... Is it a controlling stake he's got in Aston Martin? Or certainly a, a very large stake he's bought in Aston Martin now. Yeah. Um, racing points are going to be rebranded Aston Martin for next year, which has... All sorts of ramifications, particularly for Red Bull, who currently have Aston Martin as a title sponsor. Um, But yeah, the engine question is an interesting one. Uh, Because in terms of road cars, they're actually moving away from using Mercedes engines. They're um, essentially developing their own uh, straight six for their future models. So, yeah, I think... They're not
0: going to develop a whole new power unit. I mean, Aston no. Martin don't have the 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 strength as a as a company. They're not Honda. You know, Honda no, is like exactly. one of the biggest car manufacturers in the world, yeah. and it's taken them three years to get on the pace. So there's just no way on earth Aston Martin have got the the kind of when they've just been bought out to save them. They're not going to have the resource to put together a, a power unit for Formula One. And it's current, the, the, these power units are so so complicated. If it, if the engines were being simplified and we're going back to V sixes, V eight, V tens, whatever, then maybe. But they'll stick with the Mercedes engine. They, it this makes is, most uh, sense, that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what that's what makes it's such an appealing thing for Aston Martin to become a works team, at, you know and take over. Um, racing point because they've got a really good template there already for a really really good team so it's a sweet deal for aston martin if they can come into formula one as a team and wreck shop
2: straight away using a mercedes engine exactly yeah and it's not like they're a company that are known for building engines like for i don't know i'm trying to think of a good example um it's like if, if, I don't know, VW, for example, took over that team, it wouldn't be a good look for them to be running cars with a different manufacturer's yeah, engines no, in. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that they are, as Martin are essentially car manufacturers and up until now they've generally used other manufacturer's engines, it doesn't make a ton of sense to change what's kind of working at this point does it yeah i mean they're going into um, a team that's
0: got the best engine in formula one yeah, exactly. already attached to it so why on earth would you try and but you're not going to you're not going to improve on that
1: overnight exactly yeah <laughs>
2: yeah um, it's true I, I personally think the more interesting thing of all of this is the whole red bull um partnership because i've you know they've been building this hypercar car together for all this yeah. time and it now looks like um as soon as that's done they're going to sort of part ways. Um, they're also not going to be entering Le Mans in the new hypercar class now. They announced recently, which is a a crying shame. Um, yeah. Which again is likely related to this because they would be running a car with, uh, you know, that was a co-built by Red Bull, who are a rival in Formula One for them now. So
0: yeah, yeah. And if you're wondering, the engine in that car is a Cosworth engine. Oh, is it? Yeah
2: interesting
1: you don't want one of those in f1 these days
2: no that there's, <laughs> there's not been a decent cosworth engine in f1 for a good number of years yeah 90s maybe yeah yeah. but um, i mean that's
0: nothing against cosworth though cosworth are a no, really, oh, no.
1: really cool company they make you yeah. know, they make some pretty awesome yeah, entirely awesome outside products. of f1 they're awesome but they've just not had a, a good time in recent last couple of decades of f1 yeah.
2: have they realistically yeah and a company like that is not about to start trying to build a hybrid engine either exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um. um stroll... And as for the stroll situation, uh, I think I still think Lance Stroll's doing enough to keep that seat. Honestly, um, probably. I, probably. I think yeah. in, a, in another in another team he might not be, but given the situation, I think he's doing fine.
0: He's gonna yeah. have to do a lot more this season if they, if they've got a genuinely fast car.
2: That's true. Then.
0: It's it's business time now for Lance Stroll this season. If he doesn't sort of do the business, then it's going to be very difficult for them to justify him being there, I think.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. If that's a car capable of running at the front of the midfield, maybe even nicking a podium from time to time, and he's still being handily outdone by uh, Perez, then that might change things. Yeah, yeah. Us, he needs to
1: be able it. to tie the fight, uh, take the fight to the McLarens, doesn't he? Realistically, because yeah. that's what that's what Perez is going to aim for. He's, he's going to aim for being that best of the rest, uh, which is where the McLarens found yeah. themselves a lot. Perez has got his it? eyes on the podium. He wants a podium. Yeah. oh yeah, if you're,
0: definitely. If you if you land Stroll, you need to be within tenths or beating him by tenths to yeah. to justify yeah, your position in that team. You've got a really good benchmark in Sergio Perez,
1: so yeah, um, yeah. agreed. Yep. There you go. Yeah, one one thing to quickly mention that you didn't mention in the news that I've just been reminded of for some reason by some of these conversations <laughs> is, but between this episode going out and the next episode, Drive to Survives back on Netflix. Yes, it is twenty eighth of Feb. I think it is at least for, for us in the UK. It's twenty eighth of Feb. I assume it's a global release date. It but... seems to be, yeah.
2: I've forgotten so, about that. That is very exciting.
1: Yeah, I just thought I'd mention that before I
0: forgot. <laughs> well well remembered. You know what? Hopefully, that'll be enough to like get me back into Formula One because I to, <laughs> honestly, I have to say, like I've I've had so much going on over the winter as well, and it's just been really <laughs> difficult to sort of drag myself back into this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right, there's there's cars actually running on tracks now. There's there's actual excitement coming. Yeah,
0: there's actual thing. I'm I'm so sick of seeing top tens, (laughs) (laughs) endless top tens. This top ten that. Um, So yeah, yeah. Let's. uh, There's gonna be there's finally gonna be things to talk about. And actually, you know, recording this with you guys today, I've really enjoyed. It's been back on it. Yeah, back on it. Back with a bang.
2: (laughs) Um, and I think that pretty much catches us up, doesn't it? I think we're. I think so we're back on track right in time for the second test to happen. Um, yeah. And I don't know.
0: And everything changed
2: completely. Yeah. Maybe Williams will turn up and be fastest. Who knows? Oh, um, I'd be, be so, that would be,
0: that'd be so good. God, so good please happen. happen. Please, please. Happen, Williams. <laughs> Williams be good. Williams turn up, be turn good. A
2: triple diffuser.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but yes, we will, uh, we'll end things at that point. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, as always, if you want to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter at BackoftheGrid. Uh, BackoftheGridF1? Wow, it's been a while since I've done this, yes, hasn't it? Yes, that's correct. Goodness. Um, Facebook and Instagram, just search BackoftheGrid, you'll find us. Our website is backofthegrid.com, where there's a contact form. Uh, or you can email us as well. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for joining us. We'll join you again um, after the second test to try and figure out where things are but also still say it's only testing. Um, and then we're not a million miles away from Australia. So until then, thank you very much for joining us and goodbye. goodbye. Bye. Bye.